Hey, my peoples. Hey, my loves. How y'all doing today? It's the home. Taking a nice hot bowl bath. Before I call it a night real early. Um, right now in California, it is 4.50. So tell me. Um, that's kind of like my routine. I go, I go to work, come home, I spend time with my daughter, and I just relax and be in my home. Um, I don't even touch on this for a while. In the beginning, when it first came out, when it was contracts it and you know I hope something good comes out as for they find a cure or something for your loved ones and all that if this is just something to distract us during election time and something that is just some man made bullshit that's, that's wrong that's, that's crazy like that's crazy and like I said, I am I am really listening and taking it taking the whole situation serious, you know, real or not. Because what people don't realize is 
I've been seeing posts online with people cracking jokes and all this shit here. For me, that's real tasteless and distasteful. Because, see, here's the thing. Everything is always a fucking joke and everything is always fun and games. Until it's one of your family members that's fucked up and you want somebody to be signing the Get Well Soon card. Or you want to take up donations to bury or a GoFundMe account to bury your loved ones. But before it was your loved ones, it was funny. It was a joke. It was something to be laughed at and taken lightly. So I think people should really put, you know what I'm saying, take time to be mindful of the shit that they laugh about. The shit that they joke about. Because right now you got people that are really panicking and really concerned for whatever their reasons may be. And I and I and I understand, because let me tell you something. I get up and go to work. You know what I'm saying? I just told somebody else, I said, let me go on back online and put in for me some of these work at home jobs because see I get up and go to a job every day if they decide to shut my damn job down you know what I'm saying that's me I got to figure something out so no I don't take I don't take uh the state of emergencies government I don't take none of that shit lightly because at the end of the day I'm a single mom and I work my ass off to provide for my child um I'm just hoping it don't get to the point where they, they quarantine everybody and then you got the, uh, what is it, the martial law and all that shit there, you know? For me, that's when it gets, that's when it's going to get real whew, serious, serious. That's like, you know, I've never experienced that. In my 41 years been on this earth, I've never experienced stuff like that. Use it when it comes to politics. I don't give a damn because at the same time, I've been trying to put myself in a position to where what the people in the White House do, what they eat don't make me shit. You know what I'm saying? The things that they do do not affect my house and my and my and my lifestyle. But something like this quarantining everybody, or you know what I'm saying, that affects us all. So instead of taking it light. And cracking fucking jokes. Yeah, I see some people laugh to get through the pain or whatever. Now I laugh my ass off. This is a deadly something that's really taking people out. And I got somebody to be here for. So if you ain't got no health information and then like that. Because like I said, they get on my damn nerve when customers come in. And they be coughing and hacking this shit. I got to go to work in this shit. Cover your damn mouth. Do something. Hell, I be using up all the damn sanitizer at my at my register. Every time something happens, every time a transaction, after every transaction, I'm, I'm alcoholing down, have skin dry as hell. Y'all just be mindful when y'all go in these stores. If you're going to go, be mindful. Cough on the inside, hell. Cough in your throat. Um, sneeze in your arm. Something. Same for your kids. Train them. Train them up. Train them right. Because um, I want to come home to my child and not bring nothing home to her. So, I'm finna finish my bath. I just wanted to touch on that. And ain't no LOLs in this podcast. Like, I'm, I'm dead ass serious on everything I said. Be mindful. Don't be distasteful. Have a good day.
Hello, my loves. How y'all doing today? So, I decided to read a couple of pages from my book. Uh, I won't be reading too much because, yes, just like every other independent author, this puts money on the, this puts foods on the table for my daughter. So, I'm not going to give you a free book read on my podcast. And if you understand that, I hope you love and respect it. If not, I mean, two peas in a bucket, pretty much fuck it, you know? So, this is the prologue. I don't even get surprised or phased about the fucked up situations in my life. Because I know my life is destined for disaster. My name is Lexi. When you have a childhood like mine, you don't expect much out of life. Growing up, I watched my real dad beat and drag my mama's ass all over the house. That didn't show me much about what a real loving relationship between a man and a woman was. My mom raised my older sister Mika and me alone after divorcing my dad. That was until she met George. Then she remarried and that's when my life took a turn for the worse. I was 11 years old when it happened. And my sister Mika was about 14. My mom was so happy to have a man in her life. I believe she lost focus on what really was important. I remember it like it was yesterday. My mom was working late. Mika had snuck out the house. And I was home alone with George. I was in my bed sleeping. I have always been a light sleeper. So I heard my bedroom door open. My room was dark as hell, except for the light from the window shining in. I was so scared because I never had anyone come in my room before besides my mom, Amika. I played sleep, but I had my eyes open open enough to see that it was George. I could feel my heart race and the hair on the back of my neck stand up as I held my breath and waited. He stood there just watching me for a minute. I'm guessing he wanted to see if I was asleep or not. After he thought I was asleep, he started rubbing my thigh. I thought to myself, if I jump up and run, he would hurt me or leave my mom. And I didn't want to make either one upset. So I just laid there as still as possible, even though I wanted to cry. After rubbing my thigh, He put his hands between my legs, and then he put his finger in my sacred spot. His massive finger seemed to stretch and rip my fragile flesh, causing pain to shoot all through my body. That's when I couldn't lay there any longer. What he was doing to me was painful as hell. I believe he felt me jump from the pain. That sorry-ass man jumped up and ran out of the room. I lay there in my bed and cried my eyes out, wondering what the hell just happened to me and why me. At 11 years old, what could I possibly have done for this to happen to me? But trust me, that was nothing compared to what happened when I told my mom and sister. I couldn't wait for my mom to come home the next morning so I could tell her how George hurt me. Do you know... When I poured my heart out and told my mama, the person who was supposed to protect me, 
what he did to me. She said, I was just saying that because I wanted her to get back with my real dad. I couldn't believe she was serious. I was crushed. How could she stand there with a straight face and say that? Did she really not believe me? Am I still dreaming? I gotta be. At that very moment, my heart and spirit dropped to the lowest place it could ever drop to. I was completely lost. That was the very first heartbreak of my life. I was devastated, and at that point in my life, I started to shut myself off from the world piece by piece. After that night, George never came in my room again, but that didn't stop Mika's punk ass from making fun of the situation. See, Mika and I had never been close. She even went so far as to wait until our mom went to work and would hang one of George's t-shirts on my door in the middle of the night. I used to wake up screaming. I had nightmares and started to wet the bed for a long time due to that unstable-ass bullshit. That is probably why I have trust issues with people to this day. Well, it doesn't stop there. Remember how I said Mika and I have never been close? Well, that is very true because that bitch been evil from day one. Mika was grimy even as a child, which was sad. I thought God had answered my prayers when George stopped coming in my room at night. I was finally able to sleep a little bit. I had started wetting the bed after he touched me, though. I think it was from the nervousness and fear of him coming back in my room. Sad to say, the reason he stopped coming was because Mika was freely giving him the pussy right after she turned 14. Yeah, I know. That shit is real sick, isn't it? But it's true. I honestly believe that only she only wanted to do it for some attention from a man. Then again, she has always been in an imaginary competition with everyone in the world. Family, friends, strangers. It never really mattered to Mika. She was the type of person, if she saw you with something or someone she thought was good, she felt like it was supposed to be hers. Her mentality, morals, and standards have been messed up since birth. All right, guys, I'm going to stop there. I may come back and read some more. Who knows if you haven't um, picked up my book yet. Go and pick it up on Amazon. And it's up under the name Latoya Brown. You can get the digital for $2.99. And I think the paperback is on sale for $8.99. I got a shipment of books coming in. If you want to purchase one for me, I'm autographing them. And um, you can get it from me for 15 in person. So, stay tuned and you'll hear more. Thank you.